There's people all over the world, amen, who believe what you believe and, 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 and worship the same God that you worship. And I find a tremendous uh, encouragement from that, amen. The Bible says that every tongue, every tribe, every kindred, every race, every people, amen, we are going to see them in heaven. We not, you, if you've done some international traveling, uh, and I encourage you to go visit a, a church uh, nearby there is a church nearby amen yeah. and uh, if there's not we need a, a missionary to go to that place yeah. and so uh, we are excited to give you some good reports about where we are from and or where we are going I should say from and going I guess uh, we are missionaries to Spain and uh, and as well and God is doing a tremendous tremendous uh, work in the nation of Spain and uh, we're excited to be a part of that. Uh, more and more churches are being started every month. Uh, our video, we've got a video in just a few minutes to show you. And it'll explain a little bit more about uh, what's going on in Spain. But there's a tremendous revival that's taking place in Europe. When, when a lot of people said it couldn't be done, when for, for many, many years, Europe has been such a hard place to have revival, Spain is seeing God, uh, a tremendous revival and a tremendous influx of souls being saved. And we're so excited to be able to report to you that. And uh, we are also missionaries to a, a very small nation uh, called Andorra. Andorra is a very tiny nation in between Spain and France, and it is a nation. It's not a. Uh, it's not Spain, uh, and we uh, we are the first missionaries to that place, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, and so uh, we actually are church planters, and we are uh, going back to to continue the work. We have a little group there uh, who are we're still in contact with online. And we're excited about being able to communicate with them uh, via via online services still because we can't get to them. And we do have a few uh, uh, groups that are going and trying to be a part of it. And uh, just really cool information to share with you. Uh, this uh, last Sunday, this last Sunday, uh, there was reports that uh, actually Saturday, I should say, Saturday night Bible study through Zoom, uh, we... Uh, a person in Andorra, the nation that we're called to, someone received the gift of the Holy Ghost through a Zoom call. Amen. Don't tell me that you can't have revival during quarantine. Don't tell me that the, the, the church is going down. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, if you have faith and there's a hungry heart uh, and, and you reach out even through a Zoom call, we, you know, we think we have to lay hands on people. And, and that's a scriptural thing, biblical thing. We, we lay hands on people because... That's what they did in the book of Acts. Yeah. Amen. But but you don't have to lay hands on people to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. It's the prayer of faith. Uh, amen. And people can receive the Holy Ghost in living rooms. Uh, and people can see, receive the Holy Ghost uh, in their cars uh, and, and, and wherever they may be. Uh, of course, we want them to, to, have, to get the Holy Ghost in church. But, but that's not even necessary. Uh, amen. The Spirit of the Lord is everywhere. Uh, amen. And the Spirit of the Lord cannot be quarantined. Uh, amen we can have revival in this end time hour 
Amen. Don't tell me we can't have revival. Don't tell me that people are not hungry. There are people hungry out there that want this truth. Uh, amen. If, if we, we just got to find them. Lord, connect us to, to people. Uh, connect us to hungry hearts. Uh, connect us to people. Uh, amen. Like in the book of Acts. Amen. People that were hungry and desiring to know more the truth and to find God in a greater way. Uh, and that's how the church is going to grow, amen, when we're connecting with people, amen, who are hungry for uh, a move of God and a touch of God. Let us not be afraid to, to uh, step out in faith and invite someone to church or to say, hey, can I teach you a Bible study? Can I, can I help you out? Uh, can, I, can I share with you the word of God today? Because uh, those little things can add up and you never know what God will do through you if you're willing just to take a step of faith uh, if you're willing just to amen just ask the bible says ask and you shall receive amen i think sometimes we don't receive because we're not asking amen i think jesus said something to that effect and uh, i think james said it to something to that effect something about uh you ask amiss amen when you pray amen so i encourage you today amen to pray and see what god will do in your life amen that was that was i don't know where that came from amen that was just there amen i'm feeling good today amen praise the lord we're amen we're excited to be in kentucky district and uh, right now we are uh, staying in Madisonville. So we drove from Madisonville this afternoon or this evening, I should say. And uh, and so we're excited to be in Kentucky. We were in Indiana last week and we're going to be in West Virginia next week. And so uh, we are traveling the country, raising funds, telling people about our work, uh, asking churches to partner with us uh, financially and pr in prayer. We need both and we we we. We, we like both. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hello. Amen. And so we I ask you that you would pray for us. And we also are asking uh, for a financial blessing, uh, mainly uh, partners in missions. Uh, if you would want to consider partnering with us on a monthly basis, uh, that's, that's what we're all about. So that's why we're traveling and we're raising funds. And so we can get back to the nation of Andorra. If that video is ready, we're going to show that video and give you a little bit more information about what we're doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Andorra, a place we had not yet heard of when God called us into missions, but a place that was on his heart. A beautiful people who love life and nature, but know little of its creator. A people that need to be awakened from spiritual darkness and brought into his marvelous light. We began our missionary appointment as Amers in the nation of Spain. We were privileged to pastor an English-speaking church in the capital city of Madrid. We saw God move in mighty ways as we were able to preach to people from many different nations from around the world. We are happy to report to you that there is a strong and growing church in the nation of Spain. In 2019, 966 souls were baptized in the name of Jesus, and 860 reported the Spirit. There is a great harvest happening, and we're thankful to be a part of it. In 2015, the United Pentecostal Church of Spain had 47 churches. Missionary Nathan Herrick cast the vision to double the churches by the end of 2020. As of December of 2019, 
we now have 82 churches in the nation of Spain. We believe that over the Lord, we will reach our goal by the end of the year. We caught the vision of our leadership to see new churches planted. We learned of a small neighboring nation that had never had a true preaching church within its borders. God began to deal with our hearts, and he opened the doors for us to move and plant the first oneness apostolic church in the nation of Andorra. The Principality of Andorra is unique because it's the 16th smallest country in the world. It's nestled between Spain and France in the heart of the Pyrenees Mountains. The official language is Catalan, but Spanish is also widely spoken. Catholicism is the main religion of the nation. Due to its ski resorts and duty-free shopping, over 10 million people visit every year. And because of Andorra's thriving economy, people move from all over the globe to find work there. Andorans have become a minority in their own country, making up only about 33% of the population. We have seen that diversity in our services, with not only Andorran visitors, but people from the Philippines, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, Colombia, and India. It's our desire to reach every people group who call Andorra home. And it's our goal this term to see a strong international church established for his glory. Long before we went, prayer teams organized by missionaries had gone before us praying that God would send forth laborers into this beautiful nation. We know that God is with us. And we are already seeing him at work. Our first service, we had our family and six others in attendance. We began building relationships and teaching Bible studies. And our one year anniversary service, we had 24 in attendance. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. And for the first time ever to our knowledge, People are being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in this nation. Light is piercing the darkness. Seeds are being sown in a new harvest field. Hope is being shared with the people of Andorra. The mission of the UP. It just says, the mission of the UPCI is the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. And we appreciate churches like you who uh, partner with missions, who support missions. It's so awesome to be a part of the body of Christ, all of us working together to accomplish the mission of the church, to see this gospel spread around the world. Amen. And uh, so awesome to be here with you all tonight. And uh, so thankful to be able to be in the house of God with the people of God. There's nothing like feeling his presence and worshiping with uh, believers. And um, 
I know God has placed each one of you here for such a time as this to reach your community. As Pastor mentioned, you guys are missionaries in this in this town, in this community, and God's got a work for you to do, and I'm so thankful that he's also called us to the nation of Andorra, and we all have a part to play in the kingdom of God, amen? And uh, we are excited to be able to go to the nation of Andorra and uh, labor there. Our mission, if you will, is awaken Andorra. And the Bible says, knowing the times, it's high time that we awake out of our sleep, for our salvation is nearer than we believed. And I do believe the coming of the Lord is soon. We're looking forward to that day when he calls his church home and we see him face to face. But we do have an urgency in our spirits to reach as many as we can with this apostolic message. And uh, so we do want to ask that you would partner with us in prayer. As my husband mentioned, we do have some bookmarks on the table out there. They're free. Just pick one up on your way out. It's got some ways that you can pray for us on the back, and we would appreciate that so much. And um, also, anything for sale on the table back there will go to help with our airfare project. And so we need about uh, $3,300 still to be able to get our tickets to get back to the nation of Andorra. So any little bit that uh, will help towards that, and we can knock that out. And so thank you for that. And of course, you can partner with us as a partner in missions on a monthly basis for any amount. And that would help us greatly to get back to the nation of Spain and Andorra. And so just to give you a quick update on that video, we made that about a year ago, and the goal, as it said in Spain, was to double the churches by the end of 2020. And of course, um, 2020 has passed, and I do want to report that we uh, did meet that goal in the nation of Spain, that we now have 94 churches in the nation of Spain. So we give God praise for that. And uh, the cool part of that is that 12 of those churches were started in the year 2020. Um, Spain is a very strict lockdown quarantine nation. Um, most of them couldn't even leave their home for five months. And they live in little tiny apartments. Kids weren't allowed to go outside. And so um, very locked down. But uh, God was still moving. People began to have services in their home on Zoom calls. People received the Holy Ghost through Zoom calls or baptized in bathtubs. And so we're uh, part of a victorious church, a strong church. Amen. Not a weak church. God's coming back for a victorious church. And you may not see it right now. You may not be able to see what God is doing, but he's working in our midst, and he's working all around the world. And so you're a part of that. You're a part of a global revival. When you give to global missions, you're not only reaching your community, but you're a part of something so much bigger. You're reaching around the world. And so thank you for that. And so um, I think that's all I have. I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> we love and appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. My daughter's going to come and sing in Spanish for you a little bit.
Siempre, por siempre. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you make that your prayer? Amen. In good times, I will praise him. In bad times, I will praise him. I will lift up his name. I will exalt him, for he alone is worthy to be praised. Amen. Can we just do that right now? Can we just praise him? Can we lift him up? Can we make a commitment that says, Lord, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, we will bless you. We will praise you. We will lift up your name and magnify you, your name. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles and you would like to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, amen, hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning in verse 1. Amen. Amen. I want to say how what an honor it is to be here today. Amen. Uh, an honor it is to preach and to be able to worship uh, with you tonight. Amen. I do not take uh, uh, the, this time lightly. Amen. I, I I do believe that the that uh, the the word of the Lord can be an encouragement to us, and I hope to be an encouragement to you and be a blessing to you tonight. That is my desire. Amen. Praise the Lord. First uh, Samuel chapter 30, verse 1, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were lift with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ananoam and the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters." If I just stopped there, if the story just stopped there, it would be a pretty sad story. But there's a turning point in the story. Amen. This last few, few uh, lines here. But David encouraged himself and the Lord his God. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Because yeah. we're going to find out that uh, because David chose to encourage himself, and the Lord, there was a, a lot of blessings that came, amen. amen, from this, amen. So that's what I want to preach to you today. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Lord, we thank you for the power of your spirit. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would help us today. Lord, preach your word with clarity. Preach your word with anointing. Lord, I pray that you would be with us today, that you would have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I left my water bottle. Amen. Nope. There it is right there. Praise the Lord. I, amen. Yeah. I think so. Amen. I, for some reason, amen, I've got, uh, my mouth is so dry all, all of a sudden. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. David is um, by far, uh, I'm sure he's your favorite too, (laughs) but he's really my favorite. Uh, There's something about David uh, that I just have always loved. Uh, One of the main things that I like about David was, you know, he killed the Goliath, Goliath, the giant. I uh, have something, uh, you know, in favor of little guys. You know, (laughs) that's right. Way to go. Uh, Amen. That's when you have family, you never you're short of critics, people to point out the truth to you. Uh, Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I believe. And uh, David is called a man after God's own heart. And there's a lot of reasons, I think, why that is. Um, David, of course, made a lot of mistakes. He went through a lot of ups and downs in his life, but he always seemed to bounce back. He always seemed to find a way uh, to to grasp a hold of the grace and the mercy of God, which, of course, amen, many of times he would write in the Psalms, your mercy endures forever. Amen. And something about David's ability to tap into that grace, tap into that mercy, uh, that 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 extra strength that was given to the Lord in David's life over and over again. You see where David went through hard times, but he said, you know what, I will bless the Lord at all times. And uh, and when you have that attitude in life, amen, something, uh, amen, throughout the course of your life, I think there's this relationship and there's this love of God that comes in. And, and, and God loves each and every one of us, amen. But I do believe that God places his favor on people who are not afraid to to repent, who are not afraid to to go to God in prayer, who are not afraid to reach out to the Lord and realize that our real strength comes from the Lord. Our strength does not come within our own selves or our abilities or our talents or our intellect. Our strength comes from the Lord. And and that's what we've got to understand and realize when we're going through life that uh, if you just look at what you can uh, you have to offer, sometimes it can be kind of discouraging. Because when I look at my abilities and my talents and my um, things that I can do in life, uh, I go, you know what? I'm not as talented as that one, or I'm not as charismatic as the other one, or I'm not as uh, uh, as handsome as as this or that. Or uh, there's a lot that I, I wish I could be. But you know what? The Lord doesn't need all of that. You know what? The Lord needs just a willing vessel. Amen. And, and, and amen. And I think that's why I like David so much. I mean, David wasn't the smartest. He wasn't the strongest. But David was willing to go and face the giant. And with, when all of Israel was afraid, David said, you know what? I faced a bear and I faced a lion. And now I'm going to face this giant. And it's not in my own strength. But he says to the giant, I come to you uh, not with sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Amen. 
And David had great faith that, that God would use him to perform great and mighty acts. And I believe that's why David uh, had the attention of God, because David understood his limitations. David understood where uh, he stopped and God began. And I think that's important for all of us to know when we live our lives, that God can do a great work with each and every one of us. Uh, all we have to do is be willing uh, to give control to God uh, and say, God, here I am. Use me however you feel. Uh, amen. I'm yours to be used as a tool, as a vessel. Uh, and, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop trying with my own strength, my own effort uh, to make a difference. God, I'm going to, of course, put my whole heart into it. Uh, but at the end of the day, Lord, I'm going to allow you to move in my life. Yeah. And that's, that's David. David, of course, was a, a great man of battle. And uh, he was anointed king of Israel. Saul, of course, uh, if you know the story, was out to kill him. He was jealous for him, and he was hunting David left and right. And David uh, had an... Uh, uh, had to leave, uh, and he, he dwelled in a place called Ziglag. It was, it was given to him by, uh, of, of all people, a Philistine king by the name of uh, Achish. And, uh, and, and David's men settled in that land, uh, and David's men were able to have a home there, and it seemed like they were able to uh, have some sort of uh, uh, place that they could call home because David attracted a lot of people that were in distress and in debt and a lot of people that were outcasts in society and and he became a, a captain over them the scripture says and and he started leading this ragtag army and, and 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 a lot of people they didn't have anywhere else to go they clung to David because David uh, seemed to be the guy you know who had the answers and he seemed to be the guy who they recognized the anointing on David's life and and so David starts collecting all of the misfits of the land and they finally get a place to call home you know it, it's uh, does anybody like the story of Robin Hood and his merry men and Sherwood Forest and all that I used to love those stories growing up I, I remember reading the books and, and and just I love that those stories well they they kind of cheated uh, they the original Robin Hood was David Amen. And he had his merry men. He had 400 men. Eventually, he would add two more hundred. He had 600 men. Uh, that was his a part of his group. And they landed and they settled in this place called Ziglag. They decide to uh, help the king Achish, who had given them this land, and they go to battle with him. And it and it didn't work out like they planned. And the people of Philistine decided, they said, you know what? We don't want David to come because we're, we're fighting Israel. And what if he turns on us? So they sent him back home to Ziklag. And on his way home, they see smoke in the air as they're going back home. And they get closer and something is wrong. And they come upon their place that they have dwelt in. And it's burnt down. And there's no sign of life anywhere. Not one woman or child. Their possessions have been ransacked, burned to the ground, and they are devastated. Now, we expect them to do in the story what any of us would do in those circumstances. Verse 4 said, They wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Loss is hard. 
I've cried at some point in my life. I, I no doubt you have over some sort of uh, pain or loss. And it can be very distressing. And you can actually cry so much that it physically hurts. And uh, these, these were not wimpy men by any stretch. These were not uh, sissies. I hope that's okay to say that politically correct word. The, these guys were, were men's men. But they have had potentially lost their, their wives, their children, their possessions, everything. Have, yeah. any, have you ever been robbed? Has anyone ever been robbed? Uh, things stolen from you in your car or maybe in your house. And uh, what a feeling of helplessness. What a feeling of vulnerability. Yeah. What a feeling of, you, know, you feel violated. And, uh, and, and these men lost everything. Eventually their sorrow turned into anger. And David's men blamed him for the loss. I mean, after all, it was David was their leader. And David had the David was the one who went wanted to go to battle. And it was David and on two other occasions could have killed Saul and chose not to. David, of course, was the one that they chose to blame. I mean, here was this man who had lost his family too. It wasn't like he he, he planned for this to happen, but I have found that when, when people are hurting, when people are, are really hurting, they hurt other people. If you're around someone that's always angry and lashing out and trying to hurt others, there's a reason. Yeah. They are being, they feel hurt and betrayed inside them. Now, that doesn't make it a good excuse, yeah. but that's why, what happens. Hurt people hurt people. And uh, David, you know, it was the one who led these guys into battle. And, and we can see that, that it was easy uh, to blame David for their losses. It's easy to blame others for our losses. Sometimes we don't look at our own choices and say, you know what? If I hadn't made X, Y, Z choice, I wouldn't have been here. And that's probably the better way to look at things than, this, than to point fingers at everybody else and say, it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. But your decisions got you there in that place too. You didn't have to go and you didn't have to be a part of that. You made your own choice. David's response in this moment was something that we can really learn from. When our world crashes down, David could have blamed Saul, but he didn't. David could have blamed God. I mean, for crying out loud, he was the anointed king of Israel. God, why am I going through this? I thought I was going to be king. And here I am on the backside of nowhere in a town called Ziglag, and it's burning to the ground, and I have no idea where my wife is. I have no idea where my children are. Yeah. You promised me. Yeah. David could have been angry at God. You see, grief is normal and grief is, grief is healthy. And it's okay from time to time, I think, to be sorrowful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's okay from time to time to have a little pity party. But you can't stay there. I think it's okay and healthy to cry and to weep and to take time to reflect and to take time to mourn. I think that's proper and good. But if you live in that condition for very long, you stay in that condition. At some point, you got to get up. At some point, I'm not minimizing the pain and I'm not minimizing the loss and I'm not minimizing what happened. But at some point, you've got to make up in your mind that I'm not going to live in this pain any longer. I'm not going to wallow in self-pity and cry for the rest of my life. The Bible says that David encouraged himself. And there are times when everyone needs encouragement. Husbands and wives and children and leaders and followers and everyone needs encouragement. Faithful Christians need encouragement. We can't always be dependent upon other people to pick us up. Even though the scripture tells us that every Christian has the responsibility to be a source of encouragement to each of one of us. Galatians 6 and 2 tells us to bear one another's burdens. And I'm so glad for the church. I'm so happy that I can come to a place where I can share my burdens, uh, amen, with others. And I can have someone to help bear the load. Hebrews 3 and 13 tells us to encourage one another day after day. Amen. There's something about being an encouraged. Barnabas, the Bible says, was the son of consolation. That just simply means that he was an encourager. And I love being around people who encourage me. I love being around a person. uh, Amen. When, when, When you leave a conversation with them, they make you feel better. There's a smile on your face when you leave uh, uh, the, the, the person that's an encourager. And, and, and I want to be a, an encourager. I want to be someone that, that when you leave a conversation with me, you, you are happier. You're better. Amen. Have you ever been around someone you, you talk to and, and every time you get around them, you're like, man. Huh. I want to go jump off a bridge. Because <laughs> they're, they're the opposite of encouraging. Don't be that way. Don't be that way. Be someone that is positive and encourages us. Encourage people and be positive. I'm not saying minimize your pain or suffering. Of course there's pain and suffering in the world. But I want to choose to live life as an encourager. But there are times when others are not available or willing to encourage us. Amen. The the church is a great source of encouragement, but the church is not open 24-7. I'm sure the pastor is a great source of encouragement, but but he he probably can't can't always be there. I'm sure that his phone is available. And he's available as, as much as he can be. But, but there, he, he's got limitations. He's a human being himself. He's got his own problems. 
And there's a, a limit to how much the church even it, itself and others can encourage us. But the ability to encourage oneself yeah. is a mark of maturity. Amen. You see, Jonathan wasn't there. David's friend. And Samuel the prophet was not there. And Abigail, his wife, was not there. These three people were a source of encouragement and strength in David's life, but they were not there. And so the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 5, for each one will bear his own load. And so we've got to learn what it means to encourage ourselves. Uh, I understand that it would be nice to talk to so-and-so uh, and, and to, to rely on somebody and depend on somebody. And there is an element, but that's not always available. We have to learn how to encourage ourselves. And David said to himself, there is still hope. There's still hope. You know, I don't know what the future holds. And, and you know what? When you looked at the situation, it would seem from your eyes, from what you can see, that there is no hope. No telling what went through the minds of those men that day. The, some enemy has taken my wife. Some enemy has taken my children. Who knows what they're doing with my wife? Who knows what horrible acts or unspeakable things that are being performed on my children? And maybe they're all dead. And you, if you go there, sometimes people go to the extreme. This is how it is, and it's never getting better, and it's the worst it'll ever be, and the world's coming to an end, and yeah. just go buy guns and ammo, and we're just going to, you know, food, and we're just going to live our lives because the world's coming to an end. Hey, you know what? 2020 came, and it's, and it's gone. The world didn't stop turning. Life didn't stop moving. I understand that 2020 and the last, uh, last year or so has probably been one of the hardest years for many of us. Uh, amen. But you know what? The worst didn't happen. Oh, I know that there were many that passed away and many got sick and we, we, we cry and we lament over that. And we understand we're still not out of the woods yet. Uh, amen. But the world didn't stop. The world didn't end. Jesus is still on the throne. Uh, amen. There's still things. Uh, amen. In the future. Uh, amen. Blessings and promises. Uh, amen. That, that will continue to bless if we just hold on. So David encouraged himself. Not only did the Bible says he encouraged himself, but the scripture says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. This is more than just self-help. This is more than just meant, uh, you know, what's that word? Uh, uh, positive attitude. Amen. Amen. It's more than just looking in the mirror and saying, you're an awesome guy. You know, you got this because you're David, you know. I mean, all the women were singing, Saul has slain his thousands, David his ten thousands. I mean, you killed a bear and a lion and a giant and 
man, you, you, you awesome, David. You got this? That's not, what the, that's not how David lived his life. Amen. David encouraged himself and the Lord his God. David said, you know what? I don't know what the future holds and I don't know what horrible things that I will find, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to wallow in my misery and my pain. I'm going to get up because I know that God is still on the throne. I can imagine as he sits in the dust with tears running down his face and maybe there's a little puddle uh, on the ground, uh, amen, and he begins to sing quietly to himself. Uh, he begins to pray quietly to himself. Uh, he cannot allow himself to become depressed and filled with hopelessness. Uh, he cannot allow himself to be defensive and react to his men's rebellious voices. Uh, he must connect with the Lord. Uh, he must find find strength in the presence of God. And so David encouraged himself in the Lord. You see, David knew the word of God. And that's how we can encourage ourselves. You got to know the word of God. David remembered when the Israelites were backed up against the Red Sea. David remembered when it seemed to be no hope and Pharaoh's armies were coming. That God made a way out of no way. And I don't know exactly how I'm going to get out of this mess. But I serve a God that makes a way out of no way. He can open up a Red Sea and we can walk through. I don't know what can happen, but I do know that he's on the throne and he's in charge. David could easily look back at his past and remember all of the struggles and fights that he'd been through. Amen. I, I want to encourage you to stand on the word of God. I want to encourage you to look back in your past and say, you know what? I remember when I came through a trial. I remember what it was like, uh, amen, when I felt depressed and alone and, and scared and I didn't know what to do. But you know what? I'm still standing uh, and I made it through that trial. Uh, and if I can make it through that trial, I, God can take me through this trial. That's how I believe David uh, encouraged himself in the Lord. Uh, David remembered the God that he served. Uh, amen. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Uh, the Lord is my rock. Uh, the Lord is my fortress uh, and my deliverer, my God, my strength. And whom will I trust? Amen. David remembered who he was. I am the anointed king of Israel. I... I I'm not going to say, God has promised me Amen. a throne. Yeah. Now, now, not all of us have promised thrones, but we have some promises that God has given to us. Yeah. Hold on to those promises. If those promises haven't come true yet, God's not done with you yet. I know that something is good for me in the future. I know that there's a promise waiting on me in the future. And if I die here, I'll never see that promise. But I'm holding on to the promises of God. David said, God, I was anointed king. And I'm going to sit on that throne. So I'm not going to allow these guys to come and stone me and kill me. I'm not going to wallow in my misery. Because I'm holding on to a promise that God gave me. 
You know, you and I serve the same God that David served. God is no respecter of persons. And if he can do it for David, he can do it for you. And he can do it for me. Does anybody remember? Amen. When they got the Holy Ghost. Does anybody remember when they repented of their sins? Does anybody remember when they were healed? Or does anybody remember when God made a way? Amen. And if he could do it then, he can do it now. Because God never changes. His promises are sure. His promises are a and amen. Uh, he, the, the scripture says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, amen. The scripture tells us that. And so we can cling to that. Uh, we can cling to the fact that the Lord is my helper. Uh, I will not fear what can man do to me. Uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so David called for a priest. He called for an ephod. An ephod was a garment that a priest wore. And he, he said, you know what? We've got to get a hold of God. We've got to pray. We've got to find direction. And that's sometimes when we are discouraged, we don't pray. Amen. Amen. Can you, can you, can, yeah. Most of the time when we're discouraged and depressed, that's when we don't go to church. You know, that's when you need to go to church. Pray. That's when we need it the most. And so David inquired uh, what they should do. And the word of God said that they should pursue the men and that they would recover all. The word of God came. that They will go. and They will get it all back. Then David acted. Sometimes people come to church, they get a word from the Lord, and they say, oh, that was a good word. <laughs> and they go home. Yeah. Nothing changes. Yeah. You can't just come to church, get a good word from the Lord. You got to act on that word. Yeah. David could have said, you know what, that sounds great. We're going to recover all. Man, am I tired. I'm just going to take a little nap, boys. In fact, 200 men actually did that. But 400 men said, you know what? We're going to get up and we're going to go and we're going to pursue. And God's going to give us the victory. They acted on the word of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 18, I'm coming to a conclusion. The Bible says David recovered all. They came up, they found the guys, they ambushed them, they, they, they fought against them. David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. David rescued his two wives and nothing Nothing of theirs was lacking, either great or small, sons or daughters. Amen. Nobody was harmed. Everyone was recovered. Spoil or anything that they had taken from them. David recovered all. The word of God is true. They did recover all. So what will your response be when you reach your Ziglag? 
It's not a matter of if there will be pain and sorrow and hardship and trouble and distress. It's only a matter of when. So how are you going to respond? You may be in that distress right now. I don't know. I don't know anyone here. But I want to encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Maybe you've cried recently so much that you didn't have strength to cry anymore. Maybe you had had friends who thought that you were on your side, they were on your side and they actually planned to hurt you. I want to encourage someone today, learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. When tough times come, call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Reach out to him and the Lord is faithful. He will hear your prayer. He will not turn a blind eye. He will not uh, take his ear and say that. I'm not going to listen to that. Uh, God will come and meet you at your point of need. Amen. Here's a, here's a really cool thing about this, and I'm, I'm done here. If you continue reading the story, you find that when David recovered all, he actually recovered more. Not only did he recover all of what he had, but he took all of what the enemy had. In fact, the trial and the, the pain and the suffering only lasted for a little while. And on the other side of the trial, David had more. He was able to have more than what he started with. Job went through his trial and nobody wants to go through what Job went through. But if you read the story on the other side of the trial, God gave Job double what he had. I don't know how it works out. All I know is that if you go through the trial and if you're faithful in the trial, there's a blessing that's on the way far greater than you could ever imagine. So don't throw in the towel. Don't sit there and die. Don't act all pitiful. Encourage yourself in the Lord and you just see what God will do in your life. I don't know what blessing is on the way. I don't know what blessing is just around the corner but you gotta understand I serve a good God I serve a great God and my God likes giving gifts to his children amen if we just endure to the end amen if we just continue if we just persevere if we don't die in our dilemma if we don't die in our dilemma can we just take a few moments? Can we just take a few moments and encourage ourselves? Strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. Amen. Say, I'm not going to die here. I'm not going to allow my sorrow to win. Devil, you are a liar. Enemy, you're a liar. What you took from me, amen, I will not allow you to keep. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to conquer. And I know on the other side of this trial, you're going to give me blessing. A blessing that I cannot even contain. Hallelujah.
Encourage yourself today. Encourage yourself. Hey, maybe you can encourage someone else here today. Oh, I know we talked about encouraging ourselves, but we're here. Let's encourage one another. Let's strengthen one another. Come on. Let's spend some time in prayer. Amen. That's how you encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. It's not looking to the left or the right, but it's looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. I look to you, Lord. I find my strength in you, Lord. I find my hope in you, Lord. I find what I need in you, Lord. Oh, I speak healing today. I speak restoration today. I speak life today. Hallelujah. Let your joy be restored. Hallelujah. Let your joy be Let your strength be restored. Hallelujah. I'm walking out of this stronger. Hallelujah. I'm walking out of this better. I'm walking out of this with greater faith. Yes, yes, there's no weapon that's formed against us that shall prosper. Hallelujah, you come against me, but I come against you. Hallelujah. I speak life. I speak healing. I speak hope. I speak joy. Hallelujah. Lord, restore our vision. Restore our hope. Restore our dreams. Hallelujah. Yes. Have your way, Lord. Have your 